Hey, let's go answer the bell, huh? If we just know what we're doing, work at it, and concentrate and do it. Welcome into another episode of the Patriots Podcast. I'm Sean here with Ryan and JJ. Hello. What's up? What's happening, guys? So uh, to bring the, the listeners up to speed, we recorded a podcast, the Long Lost Podcast, last week. Unfortunately, we had some recorder errors, and, and that wasn't able to be spoke. We spent a good 45 minutes talking about that shellacking of the Browns that happened two weeks back. And uh, just a couple quick thoughts on that game. We go down 7 nothing immediately off the bat, the Patriots do, and then rattle off 45 consecutive points against a team that was penciled in as a playoff team. I mean, what does that say about where the 2021 Patriots are now in November versus where they were at the beginning of September? Yeah, or they were top top 5D or something at the time. They're really good defense. Absolutely. So, yeah, they handled uh, handled Miles Garrett really well, and they, they got some pretty nice performances from all their key players. And they put together put together a complete performance against I think a pretty decent team, definitely a decent team at, at the worst, and um, just dominated. So, dominated. offensively, defensively, it looks like the offensive line is is working well, and we'll talk more about that in the aftermath of the Falcons game. Ramondre Stevenson had a great game. Mac Jones played lights out, and the defense just put the clamp down, forced Baker Mayfield out of the game. Just Browns couldn't get anything going on, and Kevin Stefanski, last year's coach of the year, looked lost and overmatched by this Patriots coaching staff. And then you fast forward to week 11, short week, only four days um, of rest in between the games, really three days of rest, two two days of practice. And Patriots came out actually remarkably healthy coming out of those games after a couple of injury-laden games with Damian Harris or Mondre Stevenson having the head injury spread around the offense. But go into Atlanta, big favorites, seven and a half point favorites, I think they were in that game. Uh, and just destroy the Falcons. Oh, yeah. Put up a, a just, goose yeah. egg defensively and just make them look silly on national. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, the Falcons we knew weren't, they were undermanned already. They didn't look great last week and the, or the week before, um, and they just had nothing going on. Matt Ryan, uh, you know, you almost feel bad for him in a way just because, like, he's this, you know, he's not a bad quarterback. He's a veteran. He threw... Two picks in this, uh, then was <laughs> the two backups proceeded to come in and each throw a pick, so that was pretty good. But the offensive line is trash there. Our defensive line is uh, getting to a dominant status. Um, when you say you know, they, you're talking about the Patriots. Yeah, the Patriots. Oh, yeah, the Patriots defensive line is coming, you know, with the guys that they've got. Godshaw's now playing a little more end in that 3-4 scheme they got going on, and he's starting to hit his stride. We know what Barrymore can do, and he just continues to improve. And Ryan sent us an article about how great he is in the locker room, so it still baffles me what took, you know, why he slid. Carl Davis now is in more of a nose tackle position, which is working for him. Um, I mean, you know, defense is just playing lights out. This is another shutout, another four interception game. I know it was with two two backups. Ryan, Ryan uh, Matt Ryan was he didn't know what to do. He didn't know what was going on. Like he was. He- he was screaming on the sidelines. He was. This looked like an old Patriots defense where the other quarterback is having a meltdown, which is awesome. So. Yeah, since the first quarter of that Browns game, the last seven and a half quarters have been just pure domination. Everybody playing well, everybody doing their jobs. Kyle yeah. Duggar is turning into a legit, I think, Pro Bowl player. I mean, Scott leads the league, in, uh, leads the team in tackles. Kyle Van Noy's had his best stint here. 
probably ever, including the first um, the first time we had him. But the last three weeks, he's been on fire. I think he had eight tackles, two sacks, and a pick six in this game. Yeah, consistent pass pass rush on Matt Ryan. Yeah, I, I felt bad for him. I mean, that offensive line's brutal, and he, he got, deserves better. He got hit ten to fifteen times in that game. No joke, legitimate hits too. And I just he's got nothing really around him. Um, that team's banged up as it is, and if not for Kyle Pitts, I don't know what the hell he who the hell he'd be throwing. To. It'd be Russell Gage and Zacharias. I don't even know that fucking guy's name. So. <laughs> <laughs> Zacharias was getting a lot of targets in this game. Uh, Russell Gage did, too. You mentioned Kyle Pitts. Belichick was effusive in his praise for Kyle Pitts. And they really put the clamps on him. They Three catches, 29 yards, only five targets. A lot of those were really where he bodied inside breaking. Uh, and it's not like they, they had a single person against him. You know, if you were drawing it up, you might say, okay, Kyle Duggar's the closest that we can get from. Adrian Phillips was out on him at times. We had corners on him. Uh, so he was getting a whirlwind treatment as a 20-year-old. I can't believe it that that guy is 20 years old. Yeah. That is crazy, man. That's crazy. He's a he's a crazy athlete. But anyway, you slice it. Our defense right now is playing lights out. Four picks, four sacks, number one scoring defense in football, third in yards. Um, and and for me, Duggar, some of those open field tackles, holy oh, yeah. shit! They got ten yards of space either side of him, and he makes a tackle. That's not easy. Yeah. Um, offensively, I don't think it was anything to really write home about. But it's a consistent performance. It's twenty five points. That's that's fine. You know that yeah. wins you that wins you most games, and sure. I like the balance. I did like the balance. Uh, Twelve carries for Ramondre and ten carries for Damian. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they combined for like 120, 130 yards, and I mean it was solid. It wasn't anything spectacular, but I'll I'll take a solid performance with this defense. Yeah, I yeah. think uh, one of the, the themes that's been happening in November is the emergence of Ramondre Stevenson. We talked about it in the the last podcast. From the Browns game, but uh, in this game where you see the touches almost mirrored exactly between two guys, including in the passing, Ramondre just has an extra something. Um, Damian Harris played a great game. He was throwing people around, particularly in the second quarter, uh, mm-hmm. just getting downhill like a maniac. But yeah. Ramondre just has this like lateral movement thing. Remember the play that got called back because of that penalty? And he just like dilly-dallied in the backfield for what felt like four seconds and then found a lane and then broke like four tackles and went straight down the sideline with speed. He is on yeah. another level. Yeah, he I remember is during that play, I don't even care if that was called back. That was fucking incredible. That was one of the yeah. plays of the year. Uh, but they're both kind of banged up too. They're, they're both on the injury report. So as much as you can rotate them in and out, do it, you know? Keep him fresh. The hell of a running attack. I mean, I'd like to see Stevenson a little more in the passing game, but I feel like that's probably because his pass blocking isn't where Bolden's is yet, so they're obviously still having Bolden. But he's going to be a really complete back if he keeps improving. Like, probably the most complete back we may have ever had if he continues at this trajectory. Yeah. At least since the Brady-Belichick era, I should say. Yeah, when you go back and look at some of those guys that were either power runner or receiver, he's got really natural hands on the outside. It could really be special. Absolutely. Yeah, the rest of the offense was decent. Um, Aguilar finally had an okay game, which was nice. He had that nice touchdown run. That was good. They're, they're kind of running him on, uh, it seemed like, some different routes this time, or at least we're completing the ball on some different routes, not just go routes and down the field stuff, but kind of in, over the middle a little bit, which was nice. Bourne is, you know, solid. Myers is solid. I, I mean, they really still don't have that number one. But, you know, short week, uh, going away, 
it's a tough game. Yep. Got plenty of points to win. So the offensive line looks really good too. The offensive and, line uh, looks really good. I mean, Mac Jones is finally getting the time he needs. I mean, he's Mac Jones went 22 of 26. I mean, yeah. not too bad. He threw that pick, which was to our boy John Smith, who's just continuing to be the only real miss of free agency. I'd say, like all out, not what anyone expected. I don't know if they know how to use the guy yet, unfortunately. But that was not a good throw. I didn't. It was that. not a good throw. It wasn't a good throw, but still, it was just the fact that it was to him and his effort while defending the bad the bad throw was kind of just like one of those throw your hands up in the air and like oh you like we saw in the Dallas yeah. game, dude. Yeah. You see the Dallas game last night? Just a quick tangent where people were just throwing their hands up looking for flags instead of looking for the damn ball. There was something like twenty six penalties called in that game. Dude, it was like, why don't you the, – the tight end, it was a bad throw, but it was Schultz or – I don't remember who it was exactly. Basically flailed on the ground instead of dive for the ball, which would have probably been a really tough catch, but maybe had a chance, but instead just flailed on the ground and was barely touched. So like, oh. We're referring to the Thanksgiving game. The, Yesterday. The, Yesterday's yeah, Dallas game. Yeah, but Sorry. people don't know what day we're recording this. We're recording it the Friday after Thanksgiving, so we're talking about – Dallas and the Raiders. I know I saw the infographic at the end of that game in overtime. The Raiders had like 15 penalties for 160 yards. I was like, somewhere, some someplace, Al Davis is fist bump seeing that stat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was a fun game, though. They're bombing it around. That was a really fun game. Just sloppy, trashy game. Uh, so just getting back to that, John o. Smith uh, interception targeting him. Mac Jones came out and said, that's all on me. He, he took full responsibility for that. And then also... Josh McDaniels came out and said, John Smith is working really hard. He's doing great. Uh, we're just trying to fit him into every a process for him. I don't know. I mean, a lot of the things have been physical errors as mental errors. Where it exactly? He's got like 40 million guaranteed, so he's going to be under four years. Yeah, no matter what. Um, it's stunning thinking that they gave him 40 million guaranteed right now. I mean, there's been flashes. I think they they've been trying to use him in different ways, end arounds and whatnot. But um, he can do something. They just don't know what it is yet. He's he's you, you he's the kind of guy you want to run screens to and get him in the flat. And you know what I was thinking? Someone, chance. yeah, and someone said it. I don't know where some sports show or something I was watching or reading. Um, why not try him at fullback? And I was like, huh, because he's probably a decent enough blocker for fullback. And then if you now you have a receiving weapon, it's like the guy doesn't really seem to be playing tight end too well. They love Doctor. They, they do. Love yeah, still. Try it out. I'd give it a shot. Belichick called him the most improved player he's ever coached. Yeah, Dr. Johnson. Yeah. A little absurd. So it's a little much. I was thinking, what about Tom Brady? But, I mean, I guess not. I mean, but I think the way he means it in terms from, like, when he first started to – because he wasn't even a football player. Yeah. He was, a, he was a soccer player in Germany who got linked up with NFL Europe. Like I thought it was at, rugby. Wasn't it rugby, maybe? But it was not football. And yeah. he was in Germany, and it was the it was like the afterbirth of NFL Europe. It was like it, NFL Europe wasn't even still a thing, and somehow he got linked up into semi-pro and got a tryout with the Patriots. Here he is. We've had more of those players than any team in NFL history. Rugby players. I remember uh, Nate Ebner, Joe Cardona, um, even Neil was a that. wrestler. Uh, Chris Hogan was like a lacrosse player so i i think bill meant that in terms of like i don't think Jakob johnson knew how to play football and they're like this yeah. dude's a freak and he's smart so we can probably teach him yeah 
and like now he can play football. Like when they got him, he probably knew like the basic rules of the game, nothing else. It's not every football podcast that will spend four minutes talking about, but that's what you get here on the Patriots <laughs> pod. <laughs> and in the same vein, Trent Brown, who we haven't had a chance to talk about too much since his return. He's a difference maker on the right side, even if he's replacing potentially our best offensive lineman outside of himself in Michael Onwenu. It's an embarrassment of riches up front. It's exactly what we hoped that they were going to turn into. Maybe it's not the exact formation in terms of the five guys that are out there and the positions that they're holding. How long do we have Brown for? We got Brown for the one year. That's it. His calf's already bothering him again, too. He's he's like limited in practice again. He's out. He's definitely a difference maker when he's out there. He's huge. He's so I big. Just, I just hate to see it at the expense of Onwenu, who, by all accounts, I mean, you look across the league, he's probably the best young offensive lineman in the league right now. I mean, you could say interior, but you look at his, his ratings on all the websites, and he's got the number one rating for... Well, uh, yeah, but I do like what they do when he now comes and becomes a swing tackle, and it's like just an impenetrable wall of six guys. You lose a receiver or, you know, specialist, but... It's definitely a good thing. I just, I, for me, if I could choose, if I could choose on Wenu or Karis, on Wenu's got to be in there. Like I don't I mean, know, I would do, and yeah. that still might happen in this season. Uh, Patriots churn out a twenty-five to zero win. Uh, a bunch of those points came in the last two minutes. That was the longest last two minutes of a game that had no bearing on the outcome that I think I've ever yeah. seen. Like a basketball game, the yeah. fouls. It yeah. took like thirty minutes, but it wasn't a close game, which is the weird part. Uh, I really thought when I was watching the game, I thought we should have gone for it on fourth and one instead of kick that last Nick Folk because if you get that first down, there's less than two minutes to go, game's over. But for some reason, they felt like getting up by seen It may, may have turned it into a three-score game, what they decided. I mean, the Falcons didn't look like they had any chance to score a touchdown. I mean, it was just like every time they, they'd move forward, they'd take two steps back with a penalty or something, and all they could get was field goals, and, and they weren't even making field goals. And they have one of the better kickers in the league, so it was a a real show of ineptitude. <laughs> it was too funny. They pull Matt Ryan out. They put Josh Rosen in. He throws an interception. They pull him out. Put Felipe Franks in interception. <laughs> yeah, Felipe yeah. Franks really doing a lot there. Good stuff. Josh there. Rosen, huh? I don't think I'd ever say his name again. Yeah, I was uh, surprised to see him. Not looking too good. To think he was the ninth overall pick. It's crazy. He does have a crazy, crazy arm, but. Uh, He's an idiot. So. <laughs> yeah, he just doesn't know what he's doing. Just put that on the back of his football card. Yeah, um, idiot. So Patriots at 25 to zip. We're feeling good about ourselves. All right, we got this winning streak. Now we just need to make up some ground on, on the Buffalo Bills. Go into last Sunday's game, Buffalo hosting the Indianapolis Colts. We thought maybe, maybe there's a chance, you know, the Colts have been coming on a little bit, but they've also been sucking at times. And they what just destroyed the Bills. A sloppy atmosphere, a little bit of rain. Jonathan Taylor goes for one of the biggest fantasy with five or six touchdowns. Remember? Five touchdowns. Five touchdowns, 184 yards or something like that. Incredible. Uh, Incredible. And then the Bills sink back to earth and the Patriots are edging them out for the division lead. How about that? That's insane. Um, you know, going into this season, when we talked about our expectations, I think we all thought, you know, if the Patriots get one of those seven or, you know, one of the three wild card spots, and maybe win a playoff game. That's that's our ceiling. That's what we're going for this year. That's our goal. Anything extra is 
you know, the cherry on top. But that's that's probably the ceiling of this football team because the Bills were going to run away with it, and there were some other powers in the AFC that are, you know, not going to allow that to happen. Little did I know that by week before, you know, before week 12, we'd not only be going for the division, but technically be first in the division by beating out the Bills because of this loss they just had. While the Bills are on an absolute decline, like they have no momentum. They won, they won yesterday, but didn't look great. Uh, Patriots are have a lot of momentum in their quarter. Not only that, we are playing literally this week for the number one seed in the conference, which I didn't even think was ever even possibly on the table. Like I didn't think I wouldn't have bet any amount of money towards that because I said that would never happen this year. It's too many good teams, but here we are. So that's incredible. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing with the with the Bills this year is it's just an inconsistent team from week to week. You don't know who you're going to get. I mean, they have a couple good wins on, the, on their schedule. I think they beat the, the Chiefs earlier. Yeah. They barely lost to the Titans. And um, they've been beating most of the teams they should have been beating. But the Colts and the Jags, I mean, over the past three weeks, to lose to the Colts and the Jags. I think the Colts are getting better as a team, but... Um, the Jaguars loss is really crazy. No one's af- no one's afraid of Carson. No one's no one's afraid of well no one's afraid of Josh Allen, really. I mean, you yeah, don't know now. what you're going to get from week to week. He throws he threw two picks in this game. They just they just beat up on the Saints. Um I'm not convinced they're 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 uh, not beatable. And Tredavious White just got injured too. Their best corner, all-pro uh lockdown oh, corner. Really? I know that. So, yeah. I'm impressed with the Bills. I am not either, and I think the division's up for grabs. It's 100% up for grabs. Yeah, uh, Tredavious White tore his ACL, unfortunately, last night. That's yeah. a big blow to that defense that hasn't faced a lot of competition. Anybody that watched that Saints game knew that that Saints offense just terrible with all the guys that they're missing, Alvin Kamarix. Uh, so the Bills are going to get a, a pretty good test here coming in the next month when they have not too many. They actually have a pretty easy schedule still, but see, seeing the Patriots twice on goal for them. Elsewhere, yeah, last week... We got to touch on it. Our weekly Vikings segment: Vikings beating a playoff team, division yep. leading Green Bay Packers. Vikings taking real, them out. They really wanted to blow it. They were really close to blowing that one, but they won. Oh, do you think it's the seventy-five-yard touchdown they gave up with three minutes to go, or immediately following that up with an interception that was fortunately <laughs> called back? <laughs> yeah, like the whole game, it was just like they were they were inclined to throw it away as usual, but. They got the best of Aaron Rodgers to get yeah. to five and five. And the one thing you got to say about the Vikings is they can put up points in a hurry. You know, uh, they have Justin talent. Jefferson, Dalvin. There's a lot of talent on that on the offense. I just I look at their point differential. I think it's only thirteen in the on the <laughs> plus thirteen on the year. Um, it's they not the worst. Give a lot up. They give a lot up. Yeah. So. Yeah, for a five and five team, it's pretty surprising to have a in the plus categories and double figures. But the Vikings are in their typical, this is this is standard operating procedure for the Vikings, where they're in the hope phase for their fans, and yeah. they will they will be the first team to lose to the Lions. I'm sure they have the Lions coming up. They, they'll <laughs> they do that. They probably do. I'm going to look. If I'm they're playing look. the Lions this teams. week or next week, I would put a lot of money on the Lions. Money line. Oh, let's yeah. see. Here they are. Here we go. Oh, look what the next game is. They've got the Niners, then the Lions. Oh, okay. Here we go. There you go. I'll keep an eye on that game. In, in Dude, they got a way. tough schedule. Niners, not Lions, but then they got the Steelers, Bears, Rams, Packers again, and then uh, the Bears again. Uh, going back to, to Week 11, not that many 
great games to watch. Yeah. The one that we really had circled was the Chiefs hosting the Cowboys, and that was just a stinker. I mean, nobody looked a good. Sloppy game. Sloppy yeah. game. The Cowboys were missing a lot of weapons. Couldn't get anything going offensively. And the Chiefs weren't that much better. Yeah, Chiefs don't look. Uh, I don't know. Everyone's really still worried about them. I'm not. I mean, I know they beat the Cowboys, but uh, Cowboys didn't look great yesterday either. So, but it seems like without two of their receivers, Dak doesn't know what to throw to. He's lost yeah. out there. Yeah, the Cowboys are on a little slide themselves. Um, but the Chiefs, I just don't want to see them get too much momentum. I'd like to see someone beat them. I'm not really sure who they play this weekend, but it'd be nice to see them keep losing. Yeah, uh, and then the the other game that that really sticks out here, Houston. Going into Tennessee, Houston, arguably the worst team in the AFC, beats the Titans at home. The Titans, AFC leading. They beat them by nine points. It was never even close. They said that's the first time in history that the number one seed in the conference lost the lowest-ranked seed at home. Wow. Ever. I mean, the Titans, despite their record, are like a shell of themselves right now. They're a a run-running team, and they're a run-stopping team. And they don't have Derrick Henry or their huge receivers. Um, AJ AJ Brown is hurt. Julio's hurt. Um, they got a laundry list of defensive players hurt. Um, it's Houston. Houston, we saw they can they can beat up on you if you're not ready, if you're not prepared. So yeah, they can take advantage. They can definitely take advantage. I am not uh, overly impressed by what I saw about the Titans at all. They looked lost. Um, Good old Blaine, not Blaine Gabbert. Basically, is Blaine Gabbert. Ryan Tannehill. Uh, Ryan Tannehill over there. Did he throw like three or four picks in this game? A cool four interceptions. Cool four interceptions. <laughs> he is not good. And we've went all. I think we've all been saying it for years, and I think now you're finally seeing it where he doesn't have the elite talent around him that he's used to. It's like, all right, you're gonna have to put it on your yourself a little bit here. He just can't do it. Yeah, but can't that's do it. This team does have elite talent. They're just all injured. Well, that's uh, what I mean. That's what I mean. So, right. you're, like, you're seeing what happens when he doesn't have his all-star receivers and number one running back. Yeah, he's not going to win you win you games all by he's himself. He's not good. But, I mean, when they were healthy, we saw what they could do. Yeah. They consecutively beat Bills, Chiefs, Colts, uh, Rams, and Saints. Yeah, that's pretty good. Little right. Oh, it's odd. But then they lose to the Jets, and they lose to the Texans. What the yeah. hell is all that about? That's bad yeah. coaching, I guess. And I like well, the Mike Te- Abel. The Texans, I, I can see because of their their injuries, but the the Jets game, I mean, that was bad. <laughs> I know you're num- dude, number one. Like you're literally fighting for the one bye week at this point, and it's really, you know, I mean, and you you hold all the fate in your own hands, and you lose to. I mean, you might lose a game here and there, but to the Texans, you can't lose that game. I don't care who's out. Yeah, it's a brutal loss. You bet. And it wasn't even like they lost. It wasn't a close. Dude, like the score doesn't look that bad. They had no chance. Yeah. After the first half, it was like, wow, they're. I mean, I don't think they could do anything. Well, they're still eight and three. They got the best record in the in the conference. Yeah, and they get to play the NFC, the AFC South at least two or three more times this season. Jaguar, te- Texan, uh, yeah. some of those bottom dwellers. You mentioned the the health of this team. They've really been ravaged. On the injured reserve, they got Caleb Farley, their first or second round pick, a cornerback, Bud Dupree, Derrick Henry, obviously, Joe Jones, 
uh, really beat up there. And then just for this week, they announced a number of players are already out. A.J. Brown, the stud outside uh, weapon offensively. Jeremy McNichols, who's been one of the guys filling for Derrick Henry in the backfield and starting right guard. They just continue to lose players. They're down their top three offensive weapon, down yeah. offensive linemen. I mean, it's Linebacker. really difficult for them. And also, yeah, you mentioned uh, Rashawn Evans. Thank you. Uh, middle linebacker Rashawn Evans, who's yep. a stud. Jay, uh, Harold Landry and Jayon Brown, both limited in practice as well. So all their linebackers are out, or at least hurt. Yeah. It's an extensive list. It's it's one of those, I mean, that's... This is after the Patriots cool. a few times where we've gotten lucky where just, like, whole teams of players are out. It's yeah, awesome. the same thing. Like... Last the, when, when we played the Browns, like they had a laundry list of guys out, we still kicked the crap out of them, and it looked like it wouldn't have made us made much of a difference. But yeah, we've been the the football gods are looking down on Bill Belichick right now with smiles. Yeah, and you get a win here, and we're in, I I believe we're in first place, right? It depends what happens with the Ravens. The Ravens are okay. only have three losses, so if the Ravens were to be able to win, if they're playing the Browns on Sunday Night Football, they'll lose. But we'd be tied with the Titans. We'd be eight and four. They'd be eight and four. And we'd if we beat the, them, and the head to head, and we have the tiebreaker. And we have right. the tiebreaker. We're basically in first. Yeah, yeah, we got the inside track. I mean, we we got a couple difficult games. That Colts game is starting to look harder and harder. We're going to learn a lot from them when Tampa Bay goes into weekend. See what yeah. the Colts have if they can exactly hang, because they're Brady's gonna. Their game plan is give it to Jonathan Taylor a million times. If if Brady's putting up points, can they hang with them? Brady's going to go in there, wax the floors with them. And then that'll be it. We'll go, well, I guess the Patriots don't have any hard games left on their schedule. The bail, the Bills look like shit, and Indy looks like shit, too. I don't know. Indy started off 0-4. What do they know? They, they're they around 500 now, aren't they? I think they're 6-5, and maybe. Yeah, you got to give them a little credit. I think they've been playing pretty well. they got they got some nice pieces there. You know, I don't hate Car- Carson Wentz under Frank Wright, but I hate him otherwise. Yeah, I'm, just, um, I'm not afraid of him. I'm not afraid of him. No, I'm, not of not. Of, I'm not afraid of the Titans. You want to hear something crazy? Is Derrick Henry was doing so damn good this season that it took Jonathan Taylor till last week to become the number one rusher this year. And Derrick Henry's been, been out for like weeks. a month. Yeah, he's been out for what, three weeks, four weeks? <laughs> what? He was probably going to break 2,000 this year easily with the 17th game. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm trying to figure out how much can you really read into some of these Tennessee stats where they are uh, second or fifth in the league in rushing offense, fifth in the league in rushing defense, which is in large part due to the fact that they've been playing from ahead so much of the season. So I don't know how much you can really buy there for, for the Derrick Henry version of this team versus where they're at right now. Passing-wise, they are bottom third of the NFL, 21st in passing offense, 23rd in passing defense. They give up passing touchdowns. They're not that spectacular in special teams. They're very, they're fairly balanced between offense and defense, but they're really not great. So it, mm-hmm. it makes you think if you lose your top-level talent and you weren't great to start with, I mean, you were good, but were, were you great? Maybe they're just being opportunistic and, and getting people with an unexpected game plan here and there. I just can't see this Titans team being that forceful against Patriots team that's coming off extra rest, playing at yeah. home with with so many of the things that they've learned about. The Pats are going to be able to establish whatever they and then be able to limit the options. I mean, they're going to beg Ryan Tannehill to throw the ball to who the hell knows. <laughs> I mean, they got Ferkser. Is that your number one option? Anthony Ferkser? Yeah. Looking like it. They got another guy with a weird last name. It's like a hyphenated last name. He's been doing pretty well. Um, defensively, they have Jeffrey Simmons and uh, was it Jeffrey Simmons. 
The lineman there, I think, is from Oklahoma, and Kevin Byard, pretty good safety. I mean, they still have a couple of good players, but all their best players have hit the injury report. It's crazy. Yeah. They're going to spend a lot of attention on Jeffrey Simmons, trying to make sure he's blocked up as best as possible. Keep him away from Ted Karras, if at all possible. My my hope is for what they do. And then uh, hometown boy, Harold Landry from D.C., has really turned it up this season for the first time. I think he's been in the league for him. He's really just starting to figure out that pass rush. Keeping an eye on him on the edge as much as he to go with it. Mm-hmm. But I, I got to feel pretty good about this game, given that it's going to be a bit cold. It'll be outdoors. I think it'll be on the lower end scoring-wise. Uh, but I just can't can't see the Titans putting together too much offensive unless they're able to uh, establish an early lead via turnover. I'm going to go with the Patriots. I might be a little bit more points than I expect them to give up. When you look back at our three most up six, seven, and zero, respectively, in our most three recent yeah. games. But, yeah, yeah, I'm going 23-16. Nice, nice. Yeah, I think... I think we're going to beat up on them pretty good just because, like you said, I I don't think this offense can do anything. I think we have, like, four or five pick sixes or something in the last three or four weeks or five weeks, however many. It's, been, it's, it's like, been insane how good our defense is playing, and Tannehill just seems to want to throw it up, and if we force him to throw, he's going to do that. So I think we're going to beat up on him. I think our defense might get it, our special teams might get us some points here. I'm going to go 30-10. to 10. Okay. <clears throat> Shellacking. I'm going to go uh, path 24-6. I just don't see how they can move the ball on us. Um, not with this defense, the way they're playing right now. I mean, we're on fire, and they got literally um, good college players coming at us right now. There's no <laughs> on that team. So, yeah, I'll go path 24-6, and I want it to go higher than that. 24-6, that's Nice, yeah, and uh, we will be in attendance of this game, so we'll be able live to, look to give yeah. the live look, give uh, some first person accounts next uh, on the podcast. So I look forward to that. Should be a lot of fun. It'll be great. It'll be a great time. Thanks to Ryan. Thanks to Ryan for <laughs> hooking it up. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. So uh, elsewhere on the docket this weekend, it looks like the marquee game is going to have to be Los Angeles Rams going into Green Bay. You know, you got the California boys going into Wisconsin, uh, borderline December territory. Could be out in the forecast there. Aaron Rodgers still trying to figure things out after his quick absence. What, what do they got? Green Bay coming off a loss. Los Angeles coming off multiple losses. Teams that should be at the top of the end. Somebody's got to I'm going to say it's got to be Green Bay. Rams just... They've looked sloppy. I think they're, you know, uh, Stafford's dealing with some injuries. They've just not looked good the last few weeks. So I'm gonna go with Pack. Yeah, the momentum definitely lies with the Packers. But I think if the Rams can get a little bit healthier here, then I still think they're the team to beat in the NFC. Um, I'm gonna say the Rams break it, break the momentum, and I'm gonna go Rams. That'd be a big deal. That would be a perfect. opportunity for Stafford to differentiate himself from Jared Goff. Jared Goff notoriously cannot play in court. Anything below 40 degrees, you might as well not have a... So, Stafford being out there in the elements, that's a good opportunity. A place he's played a lot of times throughout his career. Uh, So, it's it's a good opportunity for him to show what he... Yeah, there's a couple suck bulls on this week, huh? Jets and Texans. Jets, Texans. Love it. Jaguars, Falcons. Love it. Eagles, (laughs) Giants. Unbelievable. Yeah. Panthers, Dolphins is bad, but not as bad. The Bucks, like you said, the Bucks calls pretty good. Steelers, Bengals, I think that's a big game. Dude, the, yeah. the Eagles are still in it. They're actually still in it. They're only two games back, and they could bring it down to a game and a half back in that division behind the Cowboys, who are reeling right. Now. Yeah. yeah. Browns, Ravens is always a feisty game. Um, 
this, those teams don't like each other at all. Yeah, the Browns Ravens. That'll be a good one. I mean, that's that's huge. That's a huge game. Watch the Browns win. I wouldn't be surprised if the Browns won. You know what? I'm gonna go out on a limb and say the Chargers Broncos will be explosive in a crazy game. <laughs> I think that's a tight. That's they're, they're always a tight contest, man. I it's, love that game. So always, yeah, that's always a crazy, crazy game. Yeah, that'll be on the DVR. Um, yeah, and then Monday night Seattle at Washington, which are, both teams are not doing. Good. Yeah, no, and then starting off the slate, the the Bengals and Steelers, two teams that I have absolutely no clue on what those teams. Are. Steelers are um, very hot and cold team. It's like they only get by every time I watch them. It's like they only get by winning because they have some kind of clue what's going on. It's like yeah. Ben, Big Ben, and their coach Tomlin have some idea how to win a game, so they just get lucky a lot of times and end up being in the situation where it's like, okay, make these couple plays, you'll win somehow. Yeah. And they do it, and they convert, and they win. That's how they have five wins. Even at their best, though, I think that they're they're missing a lot. Their offense, they are. Their offensive line is not good. Um, they've had there's another one of these teams like the Titans that's just been injury injury. Uh, yeah, they got a lot of guys that have been in and out of that roster. And um, I think I'm going to go Bengals in that one. I like I like what the Bengals are doing for the most part. I would be I mean the Bengals should be able to take care of them, but they've been real hot and cold themselves. So we'll have to see about that. Yeah, rivals. Well, I don't know about rivals historically. <laughs> what have the Bengals done? But they don't like each other. I know that. They yeah, like each other, exactly. that's for sure. All right, and uh, Kansas City and Arizona, two of the best teams in the league, on the bye this weekend. So they they're able to sit it out, rest it up, <laughs> and move forward. Probably seeing Kyler Murray. Come December after his extended absence. Huge. It's huge for Arizona to get through the last few weeks without Kyler Murray and still be nine and two, and have him coming back from the bye. That's for me. They're that's nine the and two. They're nine and two. That's the number one team in the NFL for me right now. Crazy. Yeah, I guess so. We looked at that that division before the season. We go Cardinals, Rams, Niners, Seahawks. Man, uh, I don't know how the Cardinals are going to be able to do it. They're nine and two. Seahawks three and seven. Rams and Niners in the middle. Yeah. It's a tough spot to be, but it, it shows you how good that Cardinals team is. It's beating up on those. With, with yep. uh, Colt, Colt McCoy. Is it Colt McCoy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good old Character Colt. Below, man. I mean, they got some players there, too. You know, we've, we've talked about it a million times, but even their running game is good. Dangerous, dangerous team. Kingsbury for Coach of the Year. He's got to be at the top of that. Yep. All right. I think we covered it. Week 12, anything we missed? We got it. Mm-hmm. I think we got it. We got it. All right. We will be back next week to talk about what the stadium was like hopefully for a patriots victory uh the last time i went to a, a patriots titans no jinx uh was 60, 63 to is that that fucking crazy snow game yeah, that was the first I... titans pats game i went to it was 2009 they they beat the titans in the snow in october 59 to nothing red jerseys brady had five touchdown passes in the first oh, half what a game that was man. yeah incredible Randy Moss in that game? Randy Moss. Yep. Yeah, Randy Moss had a number of them. Wes Welker. Uh, the next one I went yeah, to was yeah, the 2015 divisional game against Marcus Mariota. No, 2016 divisional game. Mariota. Uh, we were walking up to the stadium. It was freezing out mid-January. And they were showing the uh, Falcons beating the Eagles. No, no, no. The Eagles beating the Falcons in the playoffs. And that was... Uh, leading up to when the Eagles and Patriots played in the Super Bowl 2017. Yep. And then saw the Titans again, this time in Tennessee in 2018, and we got shellacked. We got absolutely brutalized in that game. Yep. Uh, yep. And hopefully this one goes back in the wind column. This yeah, I mean, the last time... I was a time, Tennessee fan over there. 
the last time we played him, I think it was Brady's last game, right? That's yep. right, yeah, in the playoffs. So it'd be nice to get a little, a little revenge. I mean, not quite revenge, but we'll, we'll take a win here. We, we'd really like it. Would be nice. Would be nice. All right, thank you all for listening, and we will talk to you next week. See ya. Adios.